Hello again, and welcome back to Better Health Now. I'm your host, Rob Brown. I'm here today to give you some information that hopefully is going to be useful, helpful, safe, and effective for helping you make better decisions about taking responsibility for your own health. I've been doing this for a while now, so some of you out there are listening again. Welcome back. If you're new, then uh, I'll tell you how it works. I'm going to give you some information. I'm going to help you get the knowledge that you need to make some better decisions about how you can start today to become healthier. There's things that you can do. There's things that you need to do, uh, and I'm going to give you the information. I don't have a product to sell. I don't have a program. This is just information. If you like something that I hear, I would love if you would uh, drop me a line. Send me an email at betterhealthnowpodcast at gmail.com. Tell me what you like. Tell me that you'd like me to do something a little bit different in the future. Talk about something else. I'd love to hear what you have to say. So on with the show. As everybody knows, uh, it's the beginning of middle of the, I guess the winter, beginning of February. Uh, it's getting to be cold and flu time once again. And I know that you think I'm going to talk about flu shots and I'm not. I really don't want to talk about flu shots. Is anybody surprised by that? I want to talk about something just a little bit different. I want to talk about some of our other options for ways that we can help ourselves avoid colds and flu. Now, it doesn't matter whether you got the flu shot or you didn't get the flu shot. There's a few other things that you can do. And there are a bunch of things that folks have come up with in order to separate you from your money. That means they don't really work. I'm going to talk a little bit about those as well as talking about some of the things that you can do that are useful and helpful. Our good list or to-do list is pretty simple. And it's a lot of stuff that you've heard before. If you've been listening to my show, I know you've heard it. If you've been listening or reading any other good information, I'm sure you've heard it countless number of times. The good list, the to-do list sounds kind of boring. Stay healthy. By that we mean eat the right kinds of foods, get enough rest, get exercise daily, manage your stress, wash your hands, those kinds of things. Now, I do want to brush up on those things in just a minute or two, but I also want to talk just real briefly right now about our avoid list or don't do list. We want to stay away from our intake of harmful stuff, things like alcohol, tobacco, bad foods, of course, we want to try to stay away from people in places where we're going to see sick people and lots of germs and flus. What do we do first? Where do we begin? Well, we're going to start off with the good stuff first. This should be quick. It should be easy. It should just be a reminder. Let's talk about eating right. It's winter, and I know it's a hard time to find good fresh fruits and vegetables. So they're probably a little bit more limited. Uh, we're going to have a tough time right now, especially in Western Pennsylvania, getting anywhere near enough sunlight to make the vitamin D that we need. So we have to very be very thoughtful about our food choices. What are we going to eat? Is it going to be another night of pizza again? Is it going to be a night of fast food, of drive through Are we going to even be eating canned soup? Now they're very tasty, but they're also full of salt. A lot of those are easy choices to make when it's cold like this, but we need to get fresh fruits and vegetables. We need our balances. We need our fresh grains. We need our fruits and vegetables. So one of the places that I know I've talked about before, but I'm going to remind you about is the food pyramid. You can go to foodpyramid.com or you can go to choosemyplate.gov if you want to see the things that they're talking about using to build a balanced or right kind of eating plan for the day. What kind of foods should we have more of? What kind of foods should we have a fewer, fewer or smaller amounts of? All the foods have uses. They're all good for us. It's just we don't want to eat too many of the things that are very fat rich. Uh, and we don't want to eat too many things that are calorie high, but nutrition bankrupt. Take a look at foodpyramid.com and choosemyplate.gov. And they'll tell you some of the things and give you some reminders. Now, if you know that you won't be able to get 
the kind of foods that you need after having, having looked at that. You know that your diet does not include a lot of citrus, a lot of vitamin C rich foods because it's winter, because you just can't find that fresh stuff in your grocery stores. Maybe you live hours and hours from the, the ocean and you're just not getting good fresh seafood in the middle of winter. If you realize that there's going to be a hole in that diet, something that you're missing, then you're going to have to figure out a way to put it back in there. Most likely you're going to do that with some kind of a supplement. Now, there's lots of places you can go to buy supplements. A good multivitamin is a nice choice. They're, they're all over the place. They're reasonably priced. You can ask your health care provider. You can get to a health food store. You can get to alternative health care providers who also provide vitamins. Look for something that's kind of mid-range as far as price. I think you get what you pay for. So if you're buying something that's not very expensive, you're probably not getting something very good. And if you're buying something that's outrageously priced, you might just be paying for the celebrity spokesperson. Now that's probably going to cost me a few of my high-priced celebrity listeners. After we've taken care of finding the holes that's in our diet, we've, we're going to try to make sure that we have a good balanced diet on a regular basis. Think about what we should be eating, make sure that it's in there. Next thing I want to talk about is rest. I know it's winter. Nobody has enough energy in the winter. It's cold outside. Every time you run outside, you feel like you're shivering and freezing. You never get warm. We need to get more rest this winter, especially when we're trying to stay healthy and fight off the, the viruses and the germs that other people seem like we're passing, on, passing around. How do we do that? Well, we know what, how much sleep we need every night. Seven hours, eight hours sleep a night. Some folks are coming home at the end of a cold day um, and they're just locking themselves into their electronics. You're going to have to turn those electronics off. You're going to have to go to bed to your nice, dark, quiet bedroom and get the kind of sleep that you need and that you know that you can. If you're not sure about sleep, I did a three-part series earlier on sleep, talking about the things that you can do for sleep and why sleep is so important. If you're not familiar with that, go back and check out one of those earlier podcasts because it really hammers a lot of things that are important. Get the sleep that you need. If you're not getting sleep, your body is not going to be able to fight off the colds and the flus as well. Increase the amount of sleep that you get and you'll do, be doing at least a little bit better for yourself. Next thing that I talked about earlier was exercise. Exercise daily? What kind of a nut am I? Most of you probably made some kind of a New Year's resolution about getting more exercise in. And that probably died at the beginning of week two. So it's time to dig that one out once again, but slowly go back into it. If you haven't done any exercise for the past couple of weeks, start small, be consistent, build back up gradually and slowly, and your body will show you how much it appreciates that. You get some exercise, you're going to sleep better, I guarantee it. You're going to have more energy, you're going to have better concentration, and your immune system is going to be the better off for it. That's going to help you stay away from those colds and flu viruses, or when they come around, it's going to help you fight them off. So we've talked about exercise as well and how challenging it can be in the winter. Find something. Get up and move. If you come home from work and you've been sitting all day, you got to do something. We talked about desk jockeys earlier. Uh, dig that one out. Take a listen to it. Get up and get moving. Find that hole. Find the thing that you're missing. What about stress? I haven't talked about stress a whole lot yet, but I know that there's just so many people that today seem to enjoy telling everybody else how much stress they're under. They kind of wear that as a badge of honor. Look at how much stress I'm under. Look at how many things I have to do. They complain while they take on more and more projects and more and more uh, events and more and more uh, meetings that they have to go to. They rush from one thing to another, leave one thing telling you that they're so busy they have to go to something else. I see this with people every single day, and I'm sure you do too. When we're trying to fight off colds and flus, when we need less stress in our lives, like now, this would be a good time to pass on start, start passing on some of those activities. Start saying no 
some of those projects. Really think about whether or not the project or the event or the activity that you're going to say yes to is something that you absolutely have to do right now. If it's something that could take a pass for a couple of weeks, maybe till the spring when the weather gets a little bit nicer, it's not a bad idea. So let's not put ourselves under even more stress, especially at this time of year. Let's try to cut our stress back a little bit. The next thing I know is uh, something that my family members are, are, are well-versed in, uh, hand washing. Uh, am I going to really talk about washing my hands in a podcast? I know there's no visual here, so it's kind of hard to do this, but I think sometimes in the, in the winter, our hygiene can lag a little bit. Hands get washed repeatedly and then exposed to very cold temperatures have a tendency to get dry and chapped. There's a chance that some of us have been slack a little bit on our hand washing because of that. And maybe we're sort of uh, giving it a little bit of a short shift uh, when it comes to washing our hands the next time. My hands really aren't that dirty. I'm going to skip the hand washing. That uh, sounds like an invitation to a germ or a virus smorgasbord to you. Those things are going to be all over you. If you are washing your hands a lot, which is a good thing to do at this time, you come in contact with other people, probably ought to wash those hands. If you're going to be washing your hands a lot and they're going to get dry and chapped, you might want to throw a moisturizer on your hands. I'm not a big fan of that myself, as my family will tell you, but it is something that can help other folks. If you guys are getting chapped hands, put on the moisturizer. Me, I'll just suffer through it. That's a lot of the do's, a lot of the things we've already heard before. Maybe the hand washing was a little bit new for you. What about some of the don'ts? I think you know these things as well, but I'm going to jump on you just a little bit if you're doing some of these things. Let's avoid eating or drinking or breathing the stuff that we all know is bad for us. And folks, don't play dumb. We know what's bad for you. You do. This is a great time now to stop the tobacco products or stop the vaping. Get away from the smoking, the cigars, the chewing tobacco, and the vaping. If you could eliminate it altogether, that would be great. But if you can't cut it out altogether, this is a good time of year to just cut back a little bit. Less of that stuff going into your system will be easier on your immune system. Your body won't have to work as hard to get rid of that stuff, and it can work more at fighting off the viruses and the germs that we're coming in contact with. So if we can cut back even a little bit during this time, we'll be doing something good for our immune system, and hopefully that's a habit that will carry on later, and we'll be doing less of the tobacco products in the spring when it does get nicer. Exact same thoughts, exact same thoughts and ideas go for alcohol consumption. Hey, they're just empty calories. There's no nutrition in there, okay? It's really hard for us to get all the good nutrition that we need if we're filling ourselves up on those empty alcohol calories. If you're going out on a Friday night and you're gonna put three, four, 500 calories of beer into your system, that's three, four, 500 calories of good nutrition, of vitamins and minerals that you're not gonna put in there. And chances are while you're drinking that stuff, you're also going to be throwing down some fries, some greasy foods that really are lacking in nutrition. And there's some of the other bad stuff that we talk about. The processed foods, the foods with lots of additives, the fried foods, the foods that are just filled up with salt. We we know those things don't really help us. So we need to cut back on those at this time of the year. What about staying away from germs? Well, it's kind of an easy one. Don't go where there are sick people. Visiting somebody who has the flu is not a wise thing for any of us to do. Send them a text, FaceTime them, but don't go there so that they can give you some of their germs and then you can come back and pass them around to all the friends and family that you love. If you're around these folks and you have to be around these folks, then you've got to remember, wash your hands often. Don't take those germs with you. Avoid touching your face because that's the best way for us to get germs and viruses into our bodies by touching them and then putting them on our face. I know all of that sounds pretty basic. There really isn't Honestly, there isn't anything new under the sun. That's what I want to talk about next. 
all the stuff that you're going to see, that you're going to read about, that you're going to hear about that's new and improved, just discovered. This is the stuff that's been used by an island tribe that's been untouched by modern living. Heavens, we just found this plant that nobody else has ever seen before. It's a fruit, it's a vegetable, it's a mineral, it's a everybody's selling that kind of junk all the time and it's a fad and it comes and goes and you've all seen it before and most of you have probably bought some of it. What we really need about this stuff is good information. We especially need it when those people that are coming up with that stuff get near a microphone or they get near a video camera or they get near their own blog. Don't waste your time chasing after these hyped drinks or these supplements, or these juices, or these extracts, or anything that talks about this immune-boosting stuff. It's all quackery. These are folks who are trying to sell you the newest fad, the stuff that they have on their shelves, and they're trying to make a buck on it. I got news for you folks. I don't care who you talk to, your immune system cannot be improved. There is nobody walking around here who has got a better immune system. Your immune system has two ways it can work. It can work at its potential or it can be impaired. Nobody is walking around with a super immune system. It doesn't work. Diet, sleep, all the stuff that we talked about before allows our immune system to do its proper job. And if you don't have the good stuff going in, then your immune system is not working as well as it should be. Now you can take those products, but all they're going to do is bring your immune system back up to where it should have been if you would have had the proper diet, proper rest, proper nutrition. If you're cutting out or losing in any of those areas, it's gonna impair how we recognize and respond to viruses and bacteria. I know, I read and I listen to lots of folks that claim that immune boosting stuff exists and it just isn't so. Your immune system works when it's immune, exposed to a virus or a bacteria and it responds to that foreign thing. That is immune response. Your body has several actions that it does. Some of those are all built in. They are all ready as soon as we encounter some foreign thing. Cells get called into action. Certain types of white blood cells begin to have their production cranked up. Chemicals are produced. They all work toward getting, getting rid of the unwelcome bacteria or virus. That's what our immune system does. I know these people that are selling immune boosting stuff would love to make it the other way. We would love to be able to strengthen our immune system like it's a muscle. It's not. Go to the gym, lift some weights, do a little cardio, proclaim our immune system is ready for a marathon or an onslaught from whatever form of nasty bugs are out there. An overactive immune system. That's what they are trying to suggest. It occurs with autoimmune diseases. Did you hear that? Overactive immune system only occurs with autoimmune diseases. If you are taking some kind of a chemical that is making your immune system work over time, you are pushing yourself toward autoimmunity. Doesn't matter what they're selling. If that if they're telling you that they're going to have your immune system primed and ready to go, they're cranking your immune system up to a level where it is pushing towards autoimmunity. Be careful of that. You do not want to go there. Maybe you're just lacking one of the areas that we talked about and you need a simple multivitamin or a, or a supplement or you just need to change your diet or need to do some of those good things. There's real value in that. It's not a fad and it's not going to take money out of your pocket. It's just doing stuff that we really all know we should be doing. There are some other ways that you can suppress your immune system and I want to mention those today because I want you to stay away from them whenever you can. A couple of them are steroids and antibiotics. Now, a lot of you folks have talked and sought uh, medical care for your cold and flu symptoms. If you go to the standard medical approach right now, it's typically a prescription of antibiotics and a course of steroids. That is not the problem. The problem is this. Many of these folks have a viral infection and not a bacterial one. This is where the issue comes in. If you have a viral infection, 
and you take antibiotics, you're not solving your problem and you're decreasing your body's immune responsibility. Now that's a problem. If you are taking antibiotics because you have a bacterial infection, then you're doing the right thing. The medical people do have good answers. And the use of antibiotics when you have a bacterial infection is a great thing to do. It's appropriate. But if you're taking antibiotics because you've got a viral infection, it's not. Maybe you had an episode like this in the fall and you took the antibiotics and and a, a bunch of steroids and you've lowered your immune system. You are likely to be more susceptible to getting another round of the cold or flu when it pops back up again, like now. If this sounds like something you've gone through, stop, think about it. Remember what you did. If you did that once before, it's easier for it to happen to you again. So you better think twice or even three times before you go back and get more antibiotics and more steroids. You're going to start that cycle over all over again. Like I said before, some of these infections are bacterial. And when they're bacterial, you need the antibiotics. A lot of research sources out there say that 60 to 70% of sinus infections are viral and not bacterial. That means that if you've got a sinus infection, two out of three times, you do not need antibiotics. There's similar numbers and reports for ear infections in kids and even when people have been diagnosed with strep throat. If you've had your throat cultured for strep throat and it comes back with a positive culture, then we know for sure that it's the strep bacteria. Frequently, people go to the doctor with a sore throat. The doctor says they have sore throat without ever culturing that and the prescription is antibiotics. The reports are that 60 or 70% of the time, those are still viral infections and the antibiotics are not the best way to go. I know there's a lot of medical people out there that think that I'm trying to beat them up, but I'm not. Give me just a couple of real quick facts. www.cdc.gov slash antibiotic hyphen use slashing. They say that in in the US of A, doctor's offices and emergency departments prescribe at least 47 million antibiotic prescriptions each year, which are unnecessary. That's not my opinion. That is the CDC, Centers for Disease Control, which is a branch of the United States government. They are concerned about that. 47 million prescriptions are unnecessary per year in the United States of America. I'm not the crackpot here telling you that you shouldn't take antibiotics. The CDC is telling you that 47 million people are given antibiotics when they don't need to be. If you need an antibiotic, by all means, you should take it. But you have to remember that if we don't know for sure that it's a bacterial infection, we probably need to stay away from it. If we are taking an antibiotic and a steroid for a viral infection, the only thing we accomplish is decreasing our body's immune response. We started off today talking about how we want to stay healthier. Taking something to decrease our immune response is the wrong way to go, people. Let's be practical and useful about it. You don't want to get sick with the flu or with the cold or with any type of an infection. You need to stay healthy. You need food and drink and rest and exercise and relaxation and stress control. You need to do all of those things well. And you need to stay away from the nasty stuff that causes problems. You need to stay away from the bad foods and the alcohol and the tobacco products. You need to wash your hands. You need to stay away from sick people. And unless you absolutely know that it's a bacterial infection, stay away from antibiotics and steroids till you know for sure that it is. If you can do these things, you will give your immune system the best chance to work the way that it's supposed to. It's not going to work above and beyond its means. That's a bad thing. We want it to work the way the body was designed. Let it respond appropriately. If you do that, if you can do all those things, let your immune system work right, you will be on your way to not getting colds and flus this this season, and you will be on the path to better health 
It's a little tougher, but sometimes it's worth it.